Hello, hello. Welcome back to Irrepressible. I am Erica Ashley for anyone who's new out there. For all my creatives, this episode, and even if you're not, this episode you're going to find really inspiring. I have Lily Kincaid as this week's guest, and Lily is a singer-songwriter. And when I say she's talented, holy moly, I mean she's talented. She is truly what I would consider to be the next Taylor Swift. She has this knack and ability to express emotions that are so relatable through song. And one of my favorite things about her is that she is incredibly vulnerable in sharing emotions, feelings, situations, regrets, struggles, love, all of it, just so openly and honestly to the point where I'm like, wow, that takes a lot of bravery. But the best part is that she doesn't realize it. Like she doesn't have that fear about opening up about her life experiences and struggles that I think so many of us do. We talked about music and songwriting and her creative process. We also talked about setting boundaries and taking true inventory of yourself and where you're at and what you need. She shares a tool that she uses whenever she's feeling imposter syndrome. And I think it's a game changer. I think every single one of us needs to go make this list that she's talking about. I'm so excited to introduce you to Lily and her music. She's a true bright light in this world. And I think you'll really love the gems that she drops in this episode. So with that, here's Lily. How did you get into music? Like, what did this look like for you growing up? Growing up, I think I always, I don't know if it was, honestly, I do believe that it was something like in me, like some sort of, you know, obviously like I've, I had really supportive parents. So when I was little, they put me in like kinder music and like piano, piano lessons. And I was like getting exposed to like musical instruments and like learning the notes. And I think like gradually over time, I just gravitated towards that. I did do a lot of, um, I love performing. I love, I love storytelling. I love telling stories and also like being an only child. I think that has to do with, has a lot to do with things because like when you're, when you're like by, when you're by yourself, it's like you're forced to like almost make up these stories or have, I mean, as kids, I feel like a lot of us had imaginary friends, but like I didn't have siblings either. So it was like, I even had more imaginary friends. And so I would, I would like write books. Like I remember um, there's a little, there's a picture of me somewhere and I'm like writing these like stories. Like I just loved, I don't know. I think I, I think I just needed like I liked having a whole world to go into and be able to like, I don't know. There's something about music that just like, it's a universal language. So I feel like, you know, sometimes you feel misunderstood, but it's like, you, if you can put your feelings into music, somebody else can finally hear those. And so that's kind of like how, how I originally started out. Um, I, then I did theater. I did everything I could in my hometown, which is Kansas City, Kansas. And, you know, just never stopped, honestly. It's something where it's like, any sort of creative field where it's, you know, you're, you're going anti-normal, like you're not, there's not a, like a clear pathway. It has to be literally like the only thing you want to do. If there was anything else, trust me, I would do it, but there's, there's literally not. So, you know, I guess, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So then how did you get into songwriting? Did the stories then lead to songs for you? Yeah. So I would, being little, I loved reading, right. And, and writing stories. So I think I just like, I kept doing that. Um, went to public school K through eighth grade, 
was always doing that. Like I remember on Fridays I would be like, sorry guys, I can't hang out after school. I have a piano lesson. And then I would be like at home and I would want to practice and like, I want to write stories and do different things. And, um, when I was 12, I got my first guitar and started taking like guitar lessons and like learning little things. And I think that that was when I really started writing about like writing songs. Cause I think, I mean, obviously it's like, I grew up on like Taylor Swift, Miley Cyrus, like Selena Gomez, like all the Disney, all the Disney kids. And, um, I think that, I don't know, a lot of times I feel like I, I've never, I've never had a place to express my emotions. And so I think for me, like, whether it be like dancing, acting or performing was like trying to find a way to express emotions. And I was even like when I was acting, like I was expressing emotions, but like, it still wasn't my emotions fully. And so then that gradually kind of like transitioned into songwriting and I would just write and write and write. Like I studied, I remember um, when I was like 13, I think I would, it was like a summer and I would go to the billboard hot 100 every week and I would get like the top songs and I would analyze them. So I would like break them down. I'd be like, okay, what's the like tempo? What's the chord progression? What's the structure? What's the rhyming structure? And so like, it's weird now because everything is so natural, but I think I just like, I loved, like, I think I find it so interesting how like music is a universal language. So I just wanted to learn everything about it. Where do you think that motivation comes from? Because I don't think that there were many kids your age who would even think about doing things like that. Yeah, no, it's so weird to think about. I really do. I've studied a lot of, I love psychology and I love, I mean, obviously every day people are like, oh, you know so much about that. I'm like, well, every day I'm writing every day. I'm talking about someone's emotions and being like, okay, why do you feel that way? Why do you feel that way? Like, is it because of this every single day? So it's like, I'm very in tune with my emotions and like other people's emotions just because it's what I, it's what I do every day. But I think that I've been studying like birth order a lot and just different things. And I, I honestly do think it's, it's from being an only child that I didn't have, I didn't have somebody who like really honestly knew how I felt. And I think I was, I was worried about saying too much and then people not liking me or people pleasing or like, Oh, is this weird or whatever? Cause there was nobody like had to be there. You know what I mean? In a sense. And so I think music moves like a security blanket. Like it's, Oh, it's this, it's this way I can put my feelings out and like no one can like judge me in a sense. Yeah. Which I think was like a good, good, it's a good outlet. It's like some people write, some people, some people paint, whatever your outlet is. I feel like I was just lucky to find that at a young age, which I definitely credit to like, like growing up and having a good like head on my shoulders. I definitely, if I did not have an outlet, I don't think I would have turned out the way I did. So now, I mean, you've been doing this for years at this point and you've released music and and kind yeah. of done all the things. So how do you, like, what does your creative process look like now? Cause I'm sure it's different and I'm sure it is probably ever evolving. Yeah. It's, um, I love, see, that's one thing I love about the creative process is it is different. It is, I'm somebody who like when things get like normal or when things get okay, that's when I actually like mentally, I like, that's when I like struggle It's when things are too normal. And I'm like, I need something that I can I don't know, like that inspires me or like, I'm a high and low person, but that's just how I am. I'm a zero 100 person. And I've tried to change that, but it's like, you know, I don't know. I'm just learning to embrace it and embrace the qualities and embrace like the way I process emotions. And I think with the creative process I've learned, I used to try to be like forced myself. Like at the beginning of, at the beginning of quarantine, I was writing every single day, like on zoom. And like, I started to like, hate it. It's like, if you do something out of obligation, you start to hate it. Mm -hmm. And there's like, yeah. And there's a fine balance between like doing nothing and laying on your couch and like actually doing something and, and then taking some time to rest, which I think like is like a, a balance that a work-life balance that is like 
something that's hard, especially now because everybody's posting what they're doing. Everybody's posting on Instagram that they're doing this. And so then if you want to take a rest day or if you want to sleep in, you're like, Oh my God, I'm missing out. Like they're doing this. Like I need to be working hard because like I'm never, otherwise they're going to get what I want. Like, you know what I mean? It can be like this head spin. Mm -hmm. So I've learned to like, instead of basing it off of, okay, what are other people doing or what's normal or Instagram? I've learned to kind of like follow. It sounds so like weird, but like follow my creativity, meaning some days I'm very creative at nighttime and like, I want to follow the creativity. So it's like, instead of forcing myself to wake up at 7am, I'm going to be like, well, you know what you need sleep. But the thing in your life that is like the X factor that's like moving around that you can't, you can't control is the music. And so it's like, if you have to stay up until 3am because that's when the creativity is to write a song, you do that, but don't wake up until 10. So it's like letting myself be okay with not being the same as other people in a sense of like kind of how I follow creativity. But in terms of writing stuff, it's, it's all over the place, which is the best thing ever. Like a lot of times I have my close collaborators that I'll write with, but sometimes I'll write alone. Sometimes I'll write with them. Yeah. How did quarantine affect you and like your writing, not necessarily like the writing process, cause I'm sure it affected that, but like, how did it help you evolve in maybe your vulnerability mm-hmm. with what you're writing? Honestly, it, I couldn't distract myself. Like that's why even the project that I put out in November of 2020, like that it's called distracting myself because it was literally like, I couldn't, we couldn't, there, there gets to be a point where it's like, you've seen every single show on Netflix. You've watched all of that. It's like, there was literally nothing else that I could do. And like, when you're left alone, it's, you can lie to everybody else, but the one person you can't lie to is yourself. And I always tell people that that's like, that's why it's so important that you, you work on yourself and feel your emotions. Because if you like, if you're not feeling your emotions in order to heal them, like I always say, you have to feel them to heal them. Like you can't authentically and like fully be present for the people you love in your life. If you're still going through things that you haven't been worked through. And I just think for me, it was just the no distractions. And it was like, I did a lot of like journaling. I did a lot of inventory of like everything in my life, whether it be, okay, inventory of who I'm spending my time with inventory of like, what are my goals? Do I really want that? Or am I just saying I want to achieve that? Cause it's like, looks cool or it's normal to do inventory of people in my life, friendship, work, personal, everybody. Yeah. Just a lot of like reflecting. I mean, they said 2020 vision. <laughs> people were like, yeah, clear vision 2020. I mean, I think a lot of people had that same same thing where it's like suddenly the world stops. There's nothing to distract me. And I really, I need like, now I have to address the things that I've been pushing off. Exactly. And it was, it's like scary. And it was, I think it was definitely weird at first because I feel like everyone was kind of in this like two weeks, three weeks of like shock where they're like, Oh, it'll just be like spring break. Like we'll come back at least by like May or like June, it was like Tiger King came out. People were drinking whipped coffee on TikTok. <laughs> it's so weird. Cause now it's like, we're always gonna, going to associate certain things with like those moments. Mm-hmm. And I started to love it. Like there was a point, I think it was probably like June, May, June, where I started to love it. Like I had met like some of my best friends over Zoom. We would just, we met on Zoom, one of my friends and like uh, co-writers, we met on Zoom in March of 2020. And like, we had written probably 16 songs, like spent a lot of time with each other over zoom like which is so weird and then I think we first met like um labor day weekend like the first day of June or something like in person but it's just so like 
it's so weird because I feel like as a creative person, like that's normal for us is to like connect with people over DM or like meet somebody on a Skype or a Zoom or something. But like to the rest of the world, they're like, oh my God, you, you like, you're friends with that person, but like you've only met them once. Like, and you DM, or you DM that, like, you know what I mean? And now it's like, it's so normal now that I kind of love it. Cause I, I, I like having friends that live all over the world. Like it's cool. It's so true. And I feel like there's a lot of good that has come out of this. There's an equal amount of bad and I get that, but with things like this, where you're like able to connect with people that you would have never normally been able to connect yeah. with. It's like, Oh my gosh. Like I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, no, it's like, it's crazy because it's almost as if, and I feel like a lot of people, it's all about your mindset. That's the thing too. It's like, once you realize that literally everything that's happening, good or bad, how you feel about it is like, it's, it's stemming from you. I always use it. This is horrible, but I use the example of like pizza because people are like, well, no, like that person did that. And so that's why I'm angry at them. And it's like, no, if you use the example of food, okay. If like, I'm out with my friends and I'm like, okay, I don't want pizza because it makes my skin oily. And like, I don't want to break out and they order pizza and I eat the pizza and I wake up and I have a pimple on my face. I'm breaking out because it makes my skin break out. If I'm like complaining, like, oh my gosh, they're the reason why I have acne. Why did you guys give me acne? Like, why did you make me eat the pizza? They did not make me eat the pizza. I'm going to put it in my mouth. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, it really is a matter of like, it's, it's so simple, but I feel like it's so simple that that's why it's hard to understand. It's like, it's a matter of perspective. People who are like, like even us talking about how, like talking about the good things to come out of quarantine and 2020 we could talk about the bad but what would that be doing like talking about the good isn't like dismissing the bad it's just choosing not to focus on it because if you focus on it yeah that's all you're gonna see you'll start to notice bad things if you're only thinking about bad things mm-hmm. so yeah true it's and and I think it happens a lot with really anything right if you're surrounding yourself with yeah. people who are negative you're going to feel negative all the time. If, but if the people you're around are like positive or like uplifting or motivating you, that's also reflecting in your life. For sure. That's like one of the biggest things that I think I've realized was that like, it's okay to, it's okay to like have your boundaries and realize like your worth. And I think for me, for me, it was definitely more, there was a mix I had with like work, work, work and like saying no to things. And because I would always feel like, Oh, like, like I shouldn't be doing that. Like that's mean or like, I'm not, who am I to say that I can't do that with them because I'm better than them or whatever. Like it was a lot of like, I had to work through a lot of things. And so there's one thing that I like encourage everyone to do now. And that I did. And it was like, make a, what you bring to the table list or like, yeah, what you bring and like separate it. Like it could be like your, whatever your job is, like put your job in. It's like, what do I bring to the table in my work? And it doesn't necessarily, it can be physical things. Like it could be like, I am really good with this skill or I do this, or it can also be like, I'm somebody who's great with building a team. I'm very management. I always email back ASAP. I'm very loyal. I'm, I'm good with quick deadlines, whatever it is. If, if you, you make people feel good, you make people laugh, people feel comfortable in your presence, make a list of it and literally like put it on your desk or like put it on your mirror and you'll see it when you brush your teeth or wash your face in the morning. And like do one for work. You can do friendships. You can do your relationship. You can do family. You can do your health. It breaks it. You can break it down as little as you want to, but then it's like, in the moment, sometimes we feel, sometimes in the moment, it's hard to feel that we're worthy of something. And it's a good reminder. Like if you have people taking advantage of you and your friendships or not valuing you or flaking on you all the time, and you keep giving them these chances, like go back to your list of what you bring. Cause it's like, everything is like conditional. Like I think when, once you realize that everything is conditional, 
that's amazing because then it, it means that two people are choosing to spend time together. Two people are choosing to work on this amazing project together. And it's like, there's so much value in that because it's, it's like, like in the choice, it, it's, that's where the beauty is. It's in the choice. It's like, you're choosing, choosing to do something amazing. And I think having a physical thing, a reminder that you can look at, whether it be in your notes app or something is really helpful in those times where you want to say no, but you're like, I don't know how to say no. It's a good reminder. No, I love that. (laughs) I've never heard anybody say that. And I think that is an amazing tool because it is like, it's very easy with, especially right now, because really our only connection with people is social media, right? Yeah. So if you're constantly being like, what's she doing? What's she doing? What's she doing? And you forget like where you're at. Cause you're so caught up in like, we, I'm trying to keep up with them when those things happen, you're like, I don't know how to handle it. And you have to like bring it back. And that's a great reminder. No, it's really good. And also too, like, um, it really helps a lot with like, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like everyone does at some point is like, if you ever have imposter syndrome, because sometimes it's like, we're working so hard on something. And then we have this opportunity come up and like, we deserve that opportunity, but like, we're in our almost like our little bubble or we haven't been paying attention that we don't, we still see ourselves as like just starting or like a beginner or like we still see ourselves as like not at the level of these people. And so like, if, for example, if I have like a write or somebody, a write with somebody who's like really successful or had these number ones, like I can get very like, I don't deserve to be here. Like, oh my gosh, like I don't deserve, like why, like all nervous and then like anxious, you know? And so I look at that and I'm like, Lily, this is what you bring to the table. Like you bring this, you bring this, you bring this, like you deserve to be there. You're supposed to be there. And so it helps a lot with just kind of like getting out of your head and like facts. It's like very factual. And so it can kind of ground you a little bit, um, which has been helpful and work major, majorly. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. You also mentioned boundaries and I know this was kind of how you were setting some boundaries. How else do you set like strict boundaries with people or jobs? Boundaries. Um, yeah, I think it with work for me, it's easier with work. Like my Enneagram, I'm a two and three, but um, for me, it's easier with work because I feel like I, I don't seek my love through work. Like I don't, when I achieve things, if people compliment my music, that's great, but it doesn't, that's not where I seek love from. So if people hate my music too, that also doesn't phase me at all. But like the two side of me wants to be loved. So if like, if people like don't like me or think I'm a mean person, that's when I'm like, oh my God. Then I try to like people please mode. So I'm learning to like, not do that. But, um, I think with boundaries, like me, it was really hard in just like personal relationships. And then also things where it was like, Oh, somebody's a friend, but now they're asking to write with me. Like, that's weird. Like, are they friends with me just to write with me? Or like, you know what I mean? Weird things like that. And so I just think I had to like, I think I just really had to like start trusting, just trust your gut. You automatically know. And you try to justify it to yourself and you're like, Oh, but maybe they're just having a bad day. And it's like, you know, the difference between when somebody's having a bad day and when it's not right. And you're justifying it to yourself every time. If not, ask your mom, because I swear moms always know too, <laughs> literally. But I think it's just like, and for me, it's like, yeah, it's like even look, going back to looking at that list, because it was like, I had to, like, I felt it, w- it would always be like, okay, if I tell this person that I don't want to write with them, or I, don't, I can't do this, like, they're going to think I'm mean. And I had to be like, no, like, it's okay to say no and set boundaries. Like people, and then I realized this too, this kind of, this was like a major thing for me. I realized that, not that I was watering it down, but for me, it was easier to look at like the other people and see how it was affecting like my other, my, my really close friends or the people who I write with all the time who have always been there since the day one and always support me. And so I was like, if I'm writing with all these other people, one, I'm not going to have enough time to like invest in these other people. But two, also 
from their perspective, it's like, if I had, if I was writing with all these people, it's like, then like, I'm not, I'm not valuing writing with them as much. And like, I don't know. I think there's something that's like really special in having quality over quantity mm-hmm. because also too, it's like, if you think about it, if I had, if I had 100, if I had 100 friends and I was like, I'm really close to all these friends. I text them every day. hundred, just an easy number to you. <laughs> It'd be like, okay, 1% of my time, energy, um, abilities, like whatever would 1% into every single person. Okay. But if I had 10, then I can invest 10% into every single person. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just like, and it's weird because you feel, you feel selfish or you feel like guilty. I, I felt guilty a lot because my life has been so privileged and I've had parents who have supported me and all of my struggles have been internal. So like it, it took a lot to like process that because even with trauma, people are like, I had to learn. It's like, you can't compare trauma. I never thought my feelings were valid. Cause I was like, well, why do I feel this way? Because there's nothing like to point to. There's nothing to pinpoint like, Oh, that's why I feel that way. Like, cause nobody could see anything. And I think that took a lot of work and like working on that and being like, okay, I can trust myself. I can trust my emotions allowed me to like trust my gut when I'm setting boundaries or meeting new friends or like who I'm choosing to be around, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I think that's smart. And I think it, it shows like where your priorities lie at the end of the day. I don't think taking care of yourself is selfish. Exactly. And I've had to learn that too. It's like, yeah, taking care of yourself is not selfish too. And also like, even with certain people, I'm like, if they're doing that, it's like, I don't, I, you know, it's like, I don't want to be, if we have a really close relationship and we've had it for many, many years, I've had like friends where it's be like 10 year friendships, really long friendships. And if you're treating me the same way and prioritizing me the same way as people we met six months ago, that's fine. But like, that should not, that shouldn't be, that shouldn't be the priority. We can do the same things, but that shouldn't be like, there. there's weight to time and there's weight to like relationships. And if everything is equal, then it's like, if you don't stand for anything, like you'll fall for everything. If you don't make a commitment, then like no one's going to be committed to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait, speak on that. How do you keep commitments to yourself? Like, um, I think it's, 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 um, it's priorities. It's just like, um, if there's something like, if you say you'll do something, do it. I'm in a position where I feel, I feel really like, I guess lucky, I guess it's just how I was like raised. But like one thing that really bothers me is when is when um people can't admit that they're wrong and or like don't acknowledge it like some people who like who like just like they their brain is just like they don't believe that they're in the wrong because for me as an only child i've been talking to one of my best friends as an only child too and we were talking about this how like we never learned how to like blame somebody else and authentically believe that it was their fault because we we had no choice it was like if i was like oh i didn't break that the dog did it but like i'm the only one there the dog didn't do it like deep down, I feel guilt. I I know that it's me. Like I did it. So I've learned to like, I always like, there's nobody else to blame. Some responsibility is on me. And so I've learned to like make decisions while keeping that in mind. But like, I've had some friends who've like worked, worked on themselves and like they're in, they're very healthy now, but like they, like they used to genuinely believe that the sibling caused them to do something. Like they did not feel guilty at all. They were like, and so I feel like having, having like the, the belief that like, okay, everything is my responsibility, like good or bad, what I do, I have to take responsibility for it has allowed me to like, oh, if I hang out with this person, I know I'm going to like be in a bad mood. I'm going to be angry. So like, Lily, do you want to be in a bad mood and be angry? Or do you want to like stay home and do a face mask and watch Netflix? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Figuring out what works for yep. you. And when you, when you keep commitments to yourself, that's where self-confidence comes from. 
and taking mm-hmm. that responsibility. And I think that's exactly what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it's like, even like working out, it's like, no one's forcing you to work out, but it's like when you, after we work out, we feel so good. Cause it's like, I made a decision and I did it. And like, nobody, nobody was there to like make me do it. I feel like if you can't make commitments to yourself, if you can't self care, if you can't work on your own feelings, there's no way you can do other people's. It's like when you're on the airplane, it's like, put your mask on and then put other people's masks on. Mm-hmm. It's like every, how you do anything is how you do everything. That's like one of my favorite sayings. And it's how everything works is how anything works is kind of how everything works too. And it's like, I feel like everyone's just becoming very present with that thought, which is good. Do you have any routines that you stick to? Routines, routines. Okay. I love, um, I'm a big, I always say that my surroundings have to be very clean. Mm -hmm. I've noticed this. I had this like realization the other day. My surroundings have to be very like orderly and like clean because my brain is always like a mess, not in a bad way, but I feel like normally that's just how it is. Like, um, a creative person, but even non-creative because we're solving problems. Even if you were like a a doctor or somebody, it's like, you're solving problems. You're fixing things. Your brain should be like, not a mess, but your brain should be constantly being like, is this a solution? Is this a solution? Like, like thinking, pondering. And I think that it's really funny because I've just like noticed patterns in myself and my friends. And like, whenever my stuff is put away around me, my, I always make my bed in the morning. It sounds silly, but like do one thing every single day. It's like make your bed every morning. And it just makes you like, it sounds like it's so simple, but it literally like changes so much mm-hmm. because it's like, you just, it just starts your day off and you're like, okay, it's go time. It's like a reset button. But for me, it was like, I noticed when my brain, when I would get like more depressed or when I get anxious, my brain would almost go to like numbing out. And you can, you have to have one, you can't have two at the same time. You have to have a balance. So when your brain is pondering, my surrounding has to, has to be clean. Otherwise I will solve the problems around me versus in my brain versus in my head I'll start folding the laundry instead of being like Lily you need to come up with that lyric for that song like you need to do that but I'm like I need to solve this first because it's in front of me when like people get depressed or when they're anxious you'll notice that their brain starts to numb out and they don't feel anything so their brain is the empty orderly part and their surroundings start to get like a mess like I would like not wash my dishes like I don't need to wash the towels I need to wash the clothing I don't need to do that because it's like they don't like their their brain is the clean like it's it's just very interesting but my routines are like I like to keep things orderly. I like to make to-do lists. And I find out when, whenever I find that when I do get anxious and have those anxious moments, the best thing for me, cause I, I oftentimes like freeze up sometimes. Like I just like freeze up cause I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like there's too many things and I will make a list and it can be so simple. as like, okay, you're going to go wash your face. You're going to do this. But there's something about like physically writing it down or doing it in your phone. I still think that writing it down is better. You could use an app if you didn't want to waste paper or something, but writing it down and like crossing it off it just like is so satisfying, but also I feel like it's really good like accountability. You can't erase it. Use a pen. You can't just delete it. You can't like delete the app. Like, no, it's like there on a piece of paper. You're going to cross it out and you're going to feel so good. And it just helps you like stay on focus, especially because of social media. It's like, there's so much happening that it's like, it can, it's so easy to get distracted, grab your phone and be on there for like three hours scrolling. Absolutely. I, I agree with every single one of those things. I have to have order and structure in my day. And I think starting the morning with something as simple as making your bed just sets the tone. It's like, okay, exactly. I, I am organized. I'm like in it. Let's go. Like ready to go. Exactly. And I, I find it like, um, it really is important. Like they always say, I, I feel like it's what, whatever it is, like having some sort of morning routine, like, um, in during 
quarantine, I used to go on a walk in the morning. Cause if I didn't go on a walk in the morning, it just like, I would feel like trapped all day. Mm-hmm. And like, even little things, it can be little things like, okay, you're just going to like put your phone. I have one of my friends. She like, she says that she puts her phone on airplane mode because even if it's on do not disturb, she still like freaks out. Like, okay, am I getting an email that I need to check ACP? Mm-hmm. So she'll put it on airplane mode, no wifi. So she's like, okay, I know I'm not, I'm not getting anything. And she'll do that while she like brushes her face, like, um, not brushes her face. Oh my gosh. Brushes her teeth, washes her face. She'll journal then. And, and then she said it, it's, she was like, it was weird for the first two weeks, but then she like, it eliminated that because she's like, it's, it was like a factual way to be like, okay, there's nothing I'm missing on my phone right now mm-hmm. because it was in airplane mode. She's like, there's no emails that are popping up. Like nothing's there right now. I, there's nothing I can do. And so she, she said that helped her like stay present. So I've been trying to do that where it's like avoiding my phone, maybe journaling, making myself coffee, going for a walk before I'm like, social media deep dive because it is like when it is your work you treat it differently like we use social media in a different way than like mm-hmm. a person who isn't doing as their job would and like there's a balance to that but like I definitely feel like not touching it first thing in the morning is very helpful agreed a million and one percent yeah yeah it's crazy like it can be it can be like one addictive too, but then also too, it can just be very toxic and then like comparison and then it's like if you're thinking about those things in the morning you're starting your day like that I mean, you're just trying to undo that the entire day versus like starting good. And then, okay, maybe a little comparison creeps in at the end of the day, but it didn't ruin your whole day. Totally. I used to play a game with myself when I was, when I realized I was looking at social media first thing in the morning, I started playing this game where I'd be like, let's see how long I can get into my day before I open Instagram. And some days I would make that's, it to like that's good. 12 o'clock and other days I'd make it till 830. But every day I was just, yeah. I was like trying to improve. And the days that I did it early, I was like, that was because of habit. That's because my finger wants to just hit it's, it's habit. Instagram. It's just like, and yeah. start scrolling. Yeah. It's like, a, it's addictive. And it's like, it's super just like interesting now to see. Cause like, you know, we always, we all use our phones if we're like, not awkward, but if we're in a situation where we don't know what to do, it's like a habit. Same with Instagram's a habit now. Yeah. Like I remember the days where it's like, okay, either I forgot my phone or like my phone was dead or something being like so much more present and like, I don't know. It's just so like, even when you're not around people, even when it's just you, like starting your morning, being present with yourself and not by yourself in your phone, like changes so much. Like I would get so much done. I would like be able to make my to-do list. I would actually be able to like accomplish my goals faster versus if I, if I wasn't. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm doing work, I'll go put my phone in my closet because I'm like, I can't have it near me. Just get it out of the, yeah, out of the room. You don't have to think about it. It's like, I have my phone call on my computer. If somebody really wants to get in touch with me, if it's an emergency, they can call me. But also too, it's like, when we realize that like, everybody's too busy thinking of themselves and their goals and like what they want to do to achieve, which is like, can be a good thing. Like what they want to do to achieve, like help others or like their goals. Nobody's really thinking about other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, honestly, like we all think, I used to think, oh my gosh, like this person posted this, like, or people will be like, people, when people post something really vulnerable, or they're sharing a story. Like, I remember if, if, when I even write songs like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, people are going to think I'm weird. I'm going to do this. It's like the direct opposite. Like people are like, oh my gosh, like that's so brave. Like, because it is, because everybody, we all like, we all are humans. Mm-hmm. It's like, I feel like COVID really was something that just brought us all back together because there wasn't with like social media. I mean, like developing and, and like being created during our like informative years and growing up with it, like it's really interesting to see because I don't know, it almost like tiered, it almost like tiered everybody where it's like, Oh, this person's verified. This person has a million followers. Like, Oh my God, their life is so different when it's like, no, but they're human too. And they go through the exact same emotions. So like literally like 
we're all in this together. And it was like, nobody knows what's happening with the pandemic. Like we all have to stay home. Um, like we're all more alike than we think we are and realizing that we're more alike than we are different, I think helps us come together and like be better people and better humans and nicer friends to each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That was like the perfect, I wanted (laughs) to talk about this because you do a very good job of this in your songwriting and you just explained it really well, but I printed out some of your lyrics from a song that you haven't released yet. And I want to share it. And I want you to talk about this because. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. Is like, what is changing like people's lives when you share stuff like this? Okay. So this is from her song called mean. The second I heard this, I was like, oh my goodness, the world needs this. And I'm just going to read you guys like just a few of the lyrics, but it says, staring at myself naked, can't embrace it. Getting frustrated with all the hating on myself. I hate hating myself. I know it's selfish of me to be holding up the line. There's like 20 people waiting, but I need the extra time to look at myself in the mirror up and down once or twice, say something that's not very nice. Why am I so fucking mean to me? Yeah. So many people feel this and don't express it. Yeah. And there's a lot. I'll tell you, I'll tell you about the process of that song. So I knew I've been writing this project the like LA doesn't miss me um, project. I started it February of 2020. Right. So I've been writing it for a while. I kind of knew like it's, I'm out of that stage of my life. Like it's the chapter of like me moving away for the first time, like figuring out who I am. Like, and so like, that's kind of over now. I'm, I know who I am in the moment. Now I'm just dealing with other people. Um, and like setting my boundaries like now I'm at that point in my life but I I'd written a couple songs about that because I was like okay I need a song about body image because like literally every person if they say they don't they're lying like every person has like question if like they look good enough or like oh my gosh or has tried to like even if it's clothes like oh I gotta wear this otherwise like I won't fit in people think I'm weird like every single person on the planet has felt that way at some point and so I wanted a song and like I'd written a couple with co-writers over quarantine over zoom and like but none of them quite felt right because it was all from a place of like, I need to do this. Or it was like, I used to be that way and now I'm better now. And like, I, one night was just playing my piano and I wrote me by myself. Um, and I, it was like two in the morning <laughs> as it usually is. And I was just playing chords and I was just like word vomiting and then just saying it. Cause there's so many songs that are like, you're beautiful. You go girl. And it's like, yes, we need those songs. We need the hype. We need the hype songs. We want to feel awesome. But like, sometimes we don't, there's a fine line between like avoiding how you feel and then like like just being feeling confident because avoiding how you feel kind of leads into toxic positivity which is a big trend right now mm-hmm. where it's like there's even some people I know who are literally they're just distracted themselves by being like let go the people who don't it's like you are the person that people are letting go like you are the person everything is projection everything is projection and like I wanted a song that wasn't talking about I wanted a song that was in the present moment that wasn't like you go girl you're amazing or all this where it was just like you know what I feel that way too, because there's something so powerful in like somebody validating your feelings because for the longest time I didn't have my feelings validated. And so like, I would hear these songs being like, you're so beautiful. And like, yeah, I feel beautiful. But then I would also be like, well, then why do I feel like horrible about myself too? Like, am I messed up? Why do I feel so bad about myself? If like everyone else seeming so confident, like there's something so amazing. And like, just being like, you know what, this is how I feel. Other people feel that way too. They connect with you. And then it's like, Hey, I'm not alone. And it makes it like normal to talk about it. And you have to feel in order to heal. And so I'm excited about that song. And it's just like, it's literally so simple. It's like, it's just stating it. And it's like, why am I like this? And I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, we need to start talking about things more and like, in a way of like, not trying to change it. 
everyone's always like, oh, I used to be this. Everything seems like it's like this, who can, who can like grow the fastest? Who can like, who can be like the most self-aware, the fastest, like, especially with COVID, it was like, who can work out and like, who can lose weight the fastest? Who can do all of this? And it's just like, why can't we just like be present in the moment and like not worry about the end, the end result and just like be present for once and like talk to people instead of worrying about the future. So mm-hmm. that's kind of a little bit behind the song, but I'm excited. I just think that you're, it's authentic to you, but it's also incredibly brave when you think about you writing a song about this, about how you felt about yourself, because most people shove that down. They don't want to admit it. So the fact that you're like, I'm going to embrace this. I was here. Sometimes I'm here. Sometimes I feel great. That, I mean, it speaks like volumes as to like your character and who you are and like the work that you're trying to put in the world. And I just love that. Thank you. And like it, it's, it's like, I mean, all like musicians, all writers, like it comes from a dark place. Like I can change, like I, like that I could be whatever people wanted me to be. Like, that's my thing. But I got to this place where it was like, okay, I'm exactly what these people want. And like, I, I still don't feel good enough. I still don't. It was like, I had to reach a point of like everybody just like, completely leaving me in a sense or like even just like like when I was like my authentic self to just be like you know what it's not even worth it to try to fake it because I'm not even attracting the right people in my life I'm not even having the right friends that are actually going to be there for me because I'm not being authentic not that it's anything to do with them but it's like if I'm not myself like how do I expect to to like become friends with people who are also like themselves you know mm-hmm. like I just feel like it's it's so funny because like I feel like everything always is reflected even like clothing trends for example or like fashion trends like it all kind of tie everything ties together it's so freaky when you really look at it but it's even with COVID it was like a lot of people were wearing less makeup it was like sweatpants like I can't even tell you the last time I wore a pair of like heels like I wear a pair of like maybe like platform sneakers like little boots in the fall but like heels even I'm just like it feels weird now to me because I'm like it feels so like done up or like a full face of makeup or like you know what I mean it's just it's very fascinating to see that and I feel like because we were all put at an equal level like even in terms of music, it was like, I wasn't touring yet. So I, I see it as a big blessing. Cause it's like, yes, I don't have the major label budgets, obviously and, and marketing and all of this, but like, I have the internet, everyone has the internet. And so it kind of like gives a voice to the voiceless and it's just kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. But a lot of times that's why when people compliment, I don't think people realize this. Like if somebody writes their own music, like, um, when people say they like the music, it's not that they like the, like, at least from my perspective, I don't take it as like, oh, they like the music. I take it as like, oh, they, they validate my feelings. Mm. And so it's much deeper than being like, oh, that's such a great song. Cause it's like, or they're like, oh my gosh, I, I feel that way too. It's, it's a lot different than like, oh, it's just an achievement. Like I love it in your but that's why even like Taylor Swift, I think she's a two, I think she's a two and three because like people, when you have these awards, it's not about the awards. It's like, it's the music when people are like, oh my gosh, that story is like me. It's like, I'm not alone. Cause you write music cause you feel like nobody else understands you. Mm-hmm. And so even with this song, like even you or, or people have been telling me things and it's like, thank you. Because like, that makes me feel less crazy. It makes me feel less alone. Yeah. I think that's an amazing point because at the end of the day, you affected one person, right? Whether it's one person or a million, you yeah. change somebody's life in some way, shape or form because they felt seen for a second. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, we're here to make each other feel seen. Like, you know, we're here, we're here together. We're here together. It's like, nobody is without 
it's like you have to the balance without the people listening to music well i can make music but like nobody's gonna listen to it so then but they need music to describe their feelings so they can have somebody that feels like they're going through it with them it's like everything is mutual and it's like the more we learn to like come together and realize that we're so much more alike than we are different that's how we're actually going to be able to like make growth and like impact people and our mental health is going to get better if we like you can't do life alone i've like i'm i'm an only child i'm very independent like trust me if anyone could do life alone it's me and like i am even i'm an introvert but i'm like i can't even you're not meant to do life alone you're not meant to do life alone and like sooner we all realize that the better we'll be absolutely and i think what you just said is huge in that sometimes people feel like there's already a million songwriters there's already a million bloggers there's already a million doctors yeah. whatever and so you feel like you your voice doesn't matter because there's already so many other people doing it but no one has your perspective no one is you exactly and also nobody is you so that's basically being like okay like you it's like if you take that theory and you apply it to anything else it sounds ridiculous it's basically like well everyone goes to school so i'm not going to go to school I don't need to go to, I don't need to, I don't need to go to, I don't need to learn how to read because like if everyone reads, I don't need to learn how to read. Like, it just doesn't make sense. It's like, everyone is so different. And like, it's usually like, like a, a fear. You, you know what I mean? Everything is rejection. So it's like, you're afraid that you don't have anything unique to say, but you do, but lean into that. But it's like, everybody is so different and everybody has their own story. I struggled with that for a while. Cause I was like, I don't have, I don't have a crazy experience. I don't have like, because all my struggles were internal which obviously is why I ended up writing, but I was like, nobody can see that this. So it's like, it's hard for me to talk about my feelings with people. Cause like, I feel like even if it's, they understand for me, I'm like, oh my God, like, I feel like I have to justify it all. And so writing was like my place where I could express my feelings and like be authentic in those things. And like, and, and put my fears there. Like we all have these fears, even the most, I, I really love how um, you've probably been seeing this, but people are breaking down their Instagram photos now on like TikTok or, and they're being like, here's how I facetuned it. Here's the original photo. Like, it's really cool. It's almost as if like we reached the like facetune, like all these effects, Photoshop, like super just like not real. And then now it's like, okay, no makeup. Like it's like, it's like this whole switch is happening, which is really cool and like exciting to watch. I saw a quote the other day and it was like, you can't facetune personality. And for like, real though happening i know it's like people are starting to see it or it's like even with like reality shows or just like tv people now like did they just like we see more behind the scenes and we're like okay that's fake mm-hmm. it's like we can we're like more like people are so good with facetune they'll be like oh you facetune that 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 and i'm like i didn't see that on that person's photo <laughs> like people are like investigators now because they know like i don't know i feel like it's good because now it's like people kids now like growing up they're like not seeing the stuff that we had to see or like all the fake, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, cool. It's cool to see that. I think, you know, everybody once in a while is like, I want to cover up this zit or whatever. And like, that's fine. I yeah. get it. But like, let's be that's honest. different. Yeah. That's different. That's like wearing makeup. That's fine. But it's like, it's like people were, people would like change their entire bodies or like change yeah. their personality. And like, it, it's like, if you know, like even here, like even being in Los Angeles, it's like, you see the influences in real life and it's like, Obviously, it's we we understand that's a highlight reel. Like, I'm only gonna post the best picture. Sometimes I don't want to post a picture of me if it looks weird. I'm gonna do a better angle. That's completely fine. But like, I think there's like so much beauty in like embracing the messy moments too. Like making sure that you're sharing the highlight reel, but then also sharing like the stuff that is not as perfect too. And it's a balance between that. And I think that's like a finding that is like 
where I am in my life. And I know like a lot of other people are too. Okay. If yeah. somebody had like one takeaway from this episode, what would you want, want it to be? I always, okay. This might be really dark, but like, I would always say like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Like I worst case scenario things. If you, if you're somebody watching this, who's like a creative or you have this dream school or this dream career that you want to study, or you have this, this person you like, and you want to tell them you like them or whatever it is, time is short and time is valuable. I've always like, I started to worst case scenario it because trust me, if you worst case scenario it, you, you might as well do it. Like for me, it was like, okay, if I release this song, it's really vulnerable. Like, I don't know people are going to like it. People might think I'm weird. People might, people might like laugh at it. It might get no views. Oh, that's so bad. But like, okay, right now who's listening to it? Me on my computer or like me playing it. Okay. So if I put it out there and no one likes it, okay, me and my friends can listen to it. It's the same thing. So it's like, why not do it? It goes back to what I was saying where it was like, why not do it? Like, why not? You know what I mean? And it's like, trust your gut. But like, if there's something you want to do or like whatever it is, it's like, you're capable of doing it. And it's like, you just have to, you just have to go for it. You have to commit to whatever it is you want to do and trust in yourself to make it happen. Because I mean, comparison will start to like get you down. But like, if you have to put sticky notes up all over your house, that's like, I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to learn to do this. I'm going to do this. Like remind yourself and like believe in yourself because like I said, you can lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to yourself. You could look somebody in the eye and be like, do you believe you're going to make it in, in your career? If they don't believe in themselves, you can tell. Yeah. Cause they'll, they'll subconsciously do, do behaviors to like prevent them from reaching that because that's what their brain believes. Just do it. And like, know, know your value. I would say to make a, make a, what's it called? No, make a, what you bring to the table list for work in personal life. And, and like, keep reminding yourself of that because it can, I don't know, it can be hard with that too, especially like with guilt because of like COVID and all these situations happening. But it's like, know that everything's conditional in the best way. Like you're choosing to spend time with this person. You're choosing to get, to have lunch with your friend. And it's so amazing because you guys both set time and you know, you prioritize it and you're getting to like share a great conversation. And yeah, just like, it's like, just start, start, start self-care and loving yourself and doing what you want to do and being the type of person that you want to be around. I was like everything. I'm just basically like, just do it. <laughs> just do it. And like, don't be, I, it's easy to say, don't be scared, but like, you're going to be scared, but that's good. You need to get out of your comfort zone to grow. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. Where can everybody yeah. find you? Where can they listen to your music? Tell me, tell us everything. Yes. <laughs> I'll tell you. So on, I'm on Instagram. Instagram is the Lily Kincaid. If you search my name, Lily Kincaid, everything will pop up, but um, I'm on Instagram a lot, Twitter a lot. Love tweeting with you guys. I'm on TikTok. My TikTok, um, you can search my name or it's at listen to this in your car. I, I've kind of used it as like a little mini YouTube. So it's kind of just like random thoughts behind the scenes, music processes. Maybe I'm in the studio writing, like just fun and casual because I don't know, I would want to see that from my artists. I'd be like, cause it's like where it's normal for us. If you're doing it every day, what we do is normal, but I realize like the things that I don't do, I'm like, Oh my God, that's so interesting. I would love to know like how they cook that meal. Or like, I love watching recipe, like TikToks or like the recipe hacks. Cause I'm like, Ooh, that's so helpful. I love that. Same people's day in the They're life so videos are my favorite. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know who I just, you are, but tell me about your life. I know. I know. I love it too. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh. Or like people um, being like, okay, here's this hack. And I'm like, Oh my God, I want it. Like, it's just like, I like it. It's like, you can just like share things, but also um, Spotify, Apple music, 
Google. My music is on all platforms. Uh, just Lily Kincaid. Everything's my name, but thank you for having me. <laughs>